Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and this college football episode covers middle of the bowl season bowl games, all the bowls happening from December 20th to December 26th of the 2022 season. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations, goals, and community rules. As always, remember there are no locks in gambling. What Cousin Jared and myself will do is make at least one pick on every game, all at one unit each. There are also picks given on the website and Patreon plays of the day that I also recommend at an extra half unit. The compilation of those results can be found both on BetStep and in the Google Sheet. The links are in the show description. That Google Sheet also contains the full set of projections. And for early access to those, hit up the Patreon. The link is in the crawler below. That's also where you can access the Discord chat. That's the best place to get questions answered about these games or other ones that are coming up. We can always chat about those if you're interested. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to see, it will be profitable each and every day. That is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because Jared. Starting off the bowl season strong, uh, two and two on totals. We've got another total happening pretty soon from now. It's Monday uh, late morning right now, so we have another total coming up. Five and two on the side play so far in bowl season. I, I kind of feel like we should take our money and get out of Dodge. Five and two on bowl season. I don't know how you beat that, right? No, no, it's going to be very, very tough to beat, but we're going to try because we are going to pick every single bowl game, people. And so uh, we're going to give you lots of, uh, of good picks today. And I think that you'll see uh, a pattern emerging here that yeah. during bowl season, yeah. it might be uh, a good idea to just take some points. However yeah. you can get them in whatever amount you can get, uh, taking points is usually a good idea. Yeah, it, with with a couple of obvious exceptions, and we'll talk about those. Not many in this episode, but there's a couple of those exceptions. One of them is that Oregon State Florida game, which yeah. uh, when we talked about it on show, we were talking about line was like ten and a half. It was like ah, I just don't know what to do with it. It's just a big number. It dropped below ten, and if you saw on uh, I don't remember if I put that one on the website or if that was just on Patreon, but that was one of the plays the day on Saturday was laying a number like eight and a half with Oregon State. That was obviously really easy. Yeah. Those opt out situations are the weird when like half your team opts out. Um, about Auburn, we were talking about that earlier. Um, yeah, Auburn, and show, like Auburn yeah, yeah the, the Nevada one last season with the same thing happening. Like some of those get a little bit weirder, but otherwise, it's North, North Texas, right? Just take the points and just be like, you, you really don't know what's going to happen in this. So, having yeah. a bunch of points in your back pocket makes a lot of sense. I think our strategy might shift a little bit more for the later games when yeah. it's a little bit more discrepancy between the teams, a little bit more innovation. But in these early ones, it's kind of like just take points and, and roll with it. Um, I, I agree with you. I think I, I really do like the picks we have in this. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of good ones here. Um, quality of the games, a little bit to be lacking. I mean, I feel like yeah. we're not gonna. Yeah. We, we never want to lie to the people. We always want to be straightforward, honest. We never hide anything. Right? These games kind of suck. I mean, just to be completely yeah. honest. Yeah, no, they they do. You've got a handful here. You can cherry pick a few of these games that you really want to be tuned into. The rest, you know, spend time with your family over the holidays. Watch a Christmas movie. I can give you some recommendations if you need. Uh, but don't, yeah, don't don't invest a ton of time in some of these games. Little inside joke for the like hundred people who were with us last season. Uh, we've obviously got a much bigger audience now, so a bunch of people probably might get that joke. Um, yeah, I, I was gonna say, you know, to some extent, right? I'm gonna watch probably all these games. That's just what I do. Um, I know mm -hmm. some of you will watch all these games as well because um, it's football and we love it. If you want to spend some time with the family, with some friends, catching up on some, you know, you know, self care, whatever, this isn't a bad week to do it because next week is when you've got like four yeah. games a day, kind of, and that's when it's going to get kind of crazy. Um, yep. So we're going to cover all of the games next week in a show about seven days from now. This one just got the intro this week. Again, 
not a lot of great games, but it's football and there's some good money making opportunities here for some various reasons that we'll get to. But before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you'll miss any of the college basketball, MLB or college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found over there above and beyond what we do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. You can get there by www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. But even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. All lines, courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as the time of this recording, it is about noon Eastern on Monday. We've already got the Monday game in the previous episode. It's about to kick off. So we're going to get to Tuesday, December 20th, Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State, 3.30 Eastern, 12.30 local time kick out in Boise, Idaho, in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Uh, Eastern Michigan and San Jose State, to our knowledge, nothing significant with regards to players out. Of course, Let's just start throwing some shade here five minutes into this episode. Nothing significant with regards to who's actually playing either, right? I mean, not a lot of talent on both teams. Two very meh football teams. Uh, Right now, the number on this one is San Jose State minus three and a half. Sideline says it should be four and a half. You know, I've got San Jose State ranked 82nd, Eastern Michigan 97th. If you forced me to pick a side, I'd grab the points with Eastern Michigan, especially more than a field goal. But I don't really trust either one of these teams. Instead, the pick that we're going to suggest is the under 52 and a half. Weather-wise in Boise, there's snow that looks like it'll be coming more in the evening. It's just going to be cold. I'm not sure how much that's going to affect things. It's just going to be a very you know 20-ish degree type afternoon, cold weather. Because, Jared, why else are we on the under 52 and a half? Well, it's just north of our, our one of our favorite key numbers there, 52. That that's a big big thing. Uh, San Jose State has been a heavy under team all season. I don't see a reason why this would change. Eastern Michigan has definitely had times where they've been able to put up points this season, but that would just be um, so far out of character for what we've seen from San Jose State this season. So you mentioned with the points, you know. I would lean towards taking the points to, I mean, two not great teams. We, we just talked about yeah. the benefit of taking points in a bowl game. Uh, but I feel a lot more confident that, you know, greater than, you know, 53, 54, 55% of the time, this game's going to go under a number like 52 and a half. I just don't see there being many points in this one. Yeah, I would agree. I think you got a little bit more coaching experience on Eastern Michigan uh, coming into the bowl game, if that matters. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, another reason maybe potentially take the points, but I'm like you, I think the stronger play uh, between the two is just taking the under here. Uh, 52 and a half is a little bit high. 52 key number, 51 a kind of key number as well. Uh, so being on the north side of that makes a lot of sense. We're going to grab the under there in the Tuesday afternoon potato bowl which takes us to Tuesday night, 7.30 Eastern, Toledo versus Liberty. Toledo is a three-and-a-half-point favorite in the Boca Raton Bowl at FAU Stadium in Boca Raton. Uh, obviously, you have the Hugh Freeze situation at Liberty, who's left to take Auburn. Because, uh, Jared, you were telling a story about that, about how midseason apparently he was just like, eh, maybe I'm out, maybe I'm not, who knows, and and how who knows how that affected the end of the Yeah, it was, it was after they beat Arkansas, and they were asking him about it post game, And he was basically like, eh, yeah, if Auburn comes, I'll probably talk to him. And so yeah. Yeah, Liberty, I'm not sure they covered another game after that. And so I, I think that Liberty might actually be in a position to play little bit better now that that kind of black cloud and that distraction is, is no longer there and i mean they ended up with jamie chadwell i i mean obviously he's not coaching this game but i i'm not convinced that that's not a, a good trade for them yeah yeah you've got uh, a couple of players out for them one of their linebackers defensive linemen and uh, you know and not a t- 
ton that I think is going to really affect things. You might be, you might drop the number about a point. No real um, situations for Toledo that we're aware of at this point. Sideline says that it should be about a pick'em. Maybe make Toledo a slight favorite. And again, if you ding Liberty just a little bit for losing a couple defensive players, maybe you should say Toledo minus. One and a half, maybe two, three and a half just seems like too much. We're going to grab the field goal with Liberty at plus three and a half. Um, I don't trust either one of these teams. Yeah. We've yeah. talked a lot about Toledo this season. They kind of zig and zagging all over the place. And at times they've had some games where they've looked really good and we've backed them and they've made us some money. We've had some games where we backed them and just we looked like, felt idiots. like they looked like idiots. And watching them thinking, We've invested in this team, and they look like they're stuck in neutral. They just can't get it going or have yeah. games where the defense just can't do anything. I don't trust them at all. I'm not sure Liberty's that great. It's just, a hey, you're getting plus three and a half. I mean, Moneyline, I think, also makes a little bit of sense here because I don't really know what to expect. The weather should be nice, um, but it, it just should be a coin tossy type game. I'm not really sure why we're getting plus three and a half. Because, Jared, what else do you have for us for why we're taking Liberty plus three and a half? Well, we're taking Liberty plus three and a half because I completely agree. Not sure what's going to happen in this game. When we looked at the total, uh, Liberty was kind of all over the place. They gave up points to bad teams. They didn't give up points to good teams. Where does Toledo fall on that when you expected Toledo to have a good offense and then their offense would just Sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't too, right? (laughs) Yeah, and so really you just kind of got scared off of the total there. I completely agree. Getting three and a half points in this type of game I think is valuable, and I I really think that Liberty might be playing better than they did at the end of the season with the the cloud of of Hugh Freeze gone. Not that he was a bad coach, just the distraction of having to him answer so many questions and knowing that he's probably talking to some other teams right now. I I think they could probably step up, but I think getting three and a half points is a pretty Pretty solid play. Yeah, absolutely. That'll take us to Wednesday night, a late game, 9 p.m. Eastern, South Alabama versus Western Kentucky. South Alabama 10 and 2 on the season. Southern's got them ranked 55th. Western Kentucky 8 and 5. Southern's got them at 62nd. A little bit of a disappointing season for Western Kentucky, basically, coming off of last season. I mean, you can't really shape it any other way. The next team we're talking about, another disappointing (laughs) team. A little foreshadowing during the next game. But uh, Western Kentucky, still a solid team, not that far behind South Alabama. You have this situation with the Western Kentucky quarterback who enters the transfer portal, but has now opted to come back. I guess that's exciting. It's good, obviously for them. Um, I don't know how much of a distraction that was, but I mean, the bottom line is he's like their whole offense, basically. I mean, he makes that, that run. That doesn't mean they don't have a competent backup. We don't really know. It doesn't mean, you know, next, you know, that sort of thing. It just means that he's been so pivotal to their success having it back without him i'm not sure they stood much of a chance but with him that obviously helps a lot this game's going to be in the um superdome in new orleans so no concerns whatsoever about the weather we're going to grab four and a half points with western kentucky sideline says it should only be south alabama minus two uh cousin jared why else do we like the hilltoppers getting so many points you mentioned they got their quarterback back and i think that is going to be a, a big boost for them we, we talked about this before we came on. This feels like two teams that like to make the other team uncomfortable and play the opposite style of, of what their opponent wants to play. I have no idea how this game is going to play out. And that's kind of what took us off the total on this game yeah. is I could see this game being, you know, 21 to 17. I could see this game being 31 to 34. Uh, I, I just, I have no idea yeah. what's going to happen in regards to, to the total. So I think getting over the key number of three and over four, I think provides uh, some value and, and just say either way, especially if this is a low scoring game, four and a half 
points is, is pretty valuable. And if it gets higher scoring, you know, maybe it lands at a number where four and a half can still get us a cover. So I like this Western Kentucky team. Uh, they haven't been blown out very many times this season. I think they can keep it close. So I, I think four and a half points is a good play. And as similar to the previous game, I think money line plus odds makes a lot of sense. Stay tuned to plays of the day on the website on Patreon because we'll probably be putting a little bit on some of these money lines with just games that we're just don't really know what's going to happen. So if you don't have a clue and kind of say it's toss up and you think it happen, grab it a plus 140, plus 160, plus whatever. That makes a lot of sense. To your point, because you're with a total, uh, this number right after lines were released, right after it settled, this total was at 54 and a half. It's currently at 55 and a half. One of the most key number cultural 55. And I think if that doesn't symbol just perfectly symbolic of what we about this total going from one side of it to the other and still not having a clue either way. I think that's exactly yeah. kind of what you're saying. It was just like, you know, a lot of times you see a 55 and a half. You're like, hmm, maybe let's go under. You see 54 and a half. You're going, hmm, let's go over maybe, right? How key that number is. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you because I just don't know what these teams want to do. They've played so many different teams this year yeah. that really gear towards slow down defense, speed up offense. And the games have just been zigzag all over the place. Yep, they have. Don't really know. Don't really know. What it, I'm fascinated to see how it plays out um, because I, I just have no idea. And that's part of, again, the reason why getting four and a half or again, the plus odds on the money line just is too good to pass up. Yep. To Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern, Air Force at Baylor. Um, and this game's going to be in Fort Worth at TCU Stadium. There are some rumblings potentially that some of the Baylor players aren't excited to be there. I, I don't know how true that is. I don't know how much it's rumor. I don't know how it's true. I don't know if that's a small segment of the locker room or a big segment of the locker room. But, you know, when you have a six and six Baylor team coming off a conference championship last year, um, a Sugar Bowl victory last year, and now this year it's playing a bowl game at a stadium they go to once every other year, their rivals stadium, who's playing in the college football playoff that they've never been to, that they've been on the doorstep of several many times and just can't get there themselves. Um, weather, it, uh, just down the road for me. And at first I was like, oh, I might, might go down to that game. Not a chance I would go to this game. The temperature is going to be like in the single digits, the wind chill and the negatives. It's going to be windy. I mean, you're talking about 20 mile an hour winds, up to 40 mile an hour gust. The weather is going to be miserable. So if there's any bit of not wanting to be there, I feel like that's going to, you know, this is one of those where it could, it could get really ugly with regards it, it, to weather and the motivation. Yeah. If you, if you're interested in the under in this game, I would recommend pausing this video now and, and going go. and doing that right now. And then, and then coming back uh, because it's dropped quite a bit in the past 24 hours. I think it's probably going to drop quite a bit further. Yeah. And we've known the weather was going to be bad for a while. I remember hearing, again, this is my literal backyard, uh, Fort Worth, the stadium is, you know, under an hour from where I live. We've been hearing for the last three or four days that we're going to have uh, as cold temperatures as we've had since uh, the big winter storm a couple of years ago with all the drama around the power grid and all that other stuff. If you pay attention to that, if you live in Texas, that's another show. That's another show. It's another show. (laughs) It's another show uh, (laughs) that we have not done yet and probably never will. Um, And so it should be bitterly cold. We've kind of known it for a while. The fact that the totals hung on this high for so long is uh, a little surprising to me. We locked 46 right before we came on. I mean, probably 10 minutes before we came on. And then in the 10 minutes later, it's already down to 45. Uh, I mean, I don't even know by the time this gets out. I have no idea where it'll be. Um, we've already mentioned that to our Discord people. We already said, hey, y'all go get it. So again, another benefit of being there, five bucks a month, get you a lot of great information like that. By the time this gets out there, I, I don't know. 45 is a kind of key number. 44 is a pretty key number. Yeah, think, think, thinking this through though with the wind being like that and being so cold, maybe the most key number is 42. Maybe. I was going to say 42 might be. Field yeah. goals, uh, maybe more um, touchdowns um, than anything. Or 
Or, and hear me out, Baylor's lost three games this year because of extra point mishaps. Maybe mm. 41 is key because maybe there's an yeah. extra point in there. Um, I'm still playing the under either way. This weather is going to be miserable. Air Force wants to hold on to the ball. They like to run. That shouldn't affect them whatsoever. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm nervous as a Baylor fan. Uh, as you can see on screen, we're going to grab the four points of the Air Force. We're going to take the under 46 as well. Cousin Jared, please make me stop talking about this game. Sure. Air Force. I feel like this is what Air Force does in so many of their bowl games. They just possess the ball and they get three and a half yards every play and they make it really difficult on the other team. To your point, a team that maybe isn't exactly interested in being there after they just, you know, have to defend the triple option for the 15th time in one drive. They're probably like, you know what? I've got better things to be doing. So I can just easily, even if Baylor comes out and plays well, I can see this being a close game. But I can see many scenarios where Baylor's just like, you know what, I'm I'm good, you know, I'm not exactly excited to be here, and I'm really getting tired of this guy, you know, diving at my legs, which is illegal now, but they still do it a little bit. Um, I, I think that Baylor, there's lots of ways that Baylor could just be like, you know what, I'm not too excited to be here right now, and to get four, four points to their force, I think is really valuable, especially in a game where, like we said, this this game could have like 31 points, and I would not be surprised. Yeah. I think Moneyline also makes a lot of sense here. I sound like a broken record. This one will almost assuredly make it into a plays of the day come Thursday with regards to a, a, a good plus odds Moneyline pick. I, I, can, I can see Air Force winning this one pretty handily, uh, or I can see a tight ball game. Either yeah. way, I still think Air Force plus four is a fantastic investment because uh, yeah. Baylor running away from this is not impossible. Um, we've seen Baylor sometimes surprise people in bowl games and play much better than, than we thought they would. And, and in that scenario, maybe Baylor runs away with it. I just don't think that's extremely likely. I think the more likely scenarios are either a tight contest or Air Force wins by a lot because they are excited to be here. The temperature is not as big of a deal for them in yep. the mountains. And it's a huge deal for all these Texas boys who we do, we do not like the cold. I'm just going to say no, no, no. I think both of these plays are probably our, our two favorites on this entire episode. Yes, unfortunately. Um, uh, one last thing to note, uh, Baylor fired their defensive coordinator. Um, there's all sorts of drama around that. If you want to look into it about, about the why and how some of that played out, um, I don't think that's going to make the Baylor defense worse. They took a big step back this year. We kind of um, expected that based off of the loss of the personnel, but uh, with Aranda being a more defensive-minded coach and kind of having more of his stamp on the defense, I don't really think that's a problem. I think the defense will be um, quote-unquote ready to go. I think the biggest issue is going to be are they ready to go with the temperature, which is nothing the coaches can can control. And defending against the triple option is very difficult, as we often talk about. If you don't have the right motivation, the coaching staff can do everything they can, but are the players yeah. going to buy into the prep needed to defend the triple option? Yeah. And sometimes, even if you prep well for it, it's still sometimes really hard to stop if you don't see yeah. it all the time. And that's kind of the fear. It's not about the coach. It's more about just the system, the temperature, the motivation, all these other factors really not in Baylor's favor. So again, we're going to take Air Force plus four and we're going to go under, uh, again, the current number we locked in right before we went on is 46, uh, at least at the, at the time. Uh, Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern in Shreveport, Louisiana, just down the road from Lafayette, you know, a couple hours. Um, Houston will be playing at Louisiana in the, uh, at, I put at Louisiana in the Independence Bowl. I'm giving, uh, as with Baylor, I gave Baylor a, a half a home field advantage can about a one point because of the closest from Wake and Fort Worth in this one, giving Louisiana about a, about the half home advantage, about one point um, in the model because of the kind of proximity. It's not going to be a full home field advantage, but, but a little bit, they should have a few more fans there. Also their fans, maybe a little bit more. They, they tend to travel fairly well in state. 
Uh, yeah. This one, probably a lot of alums in Shreveport. Uh, I, from Louisiana. Yeah. And I can almost promise you very few Houston fans making the drive to sit outside in Shreveport in this weather. Uh, what you just mentioned the, the day before uh, the weather in the, the Baylor Air Force game, the, the weather in this game, uh, not going to be pleasant either. Not going to be pleasant either. Also going to be very cold, uh, potentially windy. So it's some of the similar weather. The sun will be out at least for the first part of this game going down by the end of it. But again, just a similar rough weather situation here. Um, Houston is a seven-point favorite. Sideline on this one says that it should be Houston minus two and a half. Houston's a team... We faded eight times this season and went six and two in those games. We backed them four times, only one and three. What all that adds up to is a three and nine record against the spread. A very disappointing team. One of the more disappointing teams uh, all season. So we're going to grab the seven with Louisiana in a game where Louisiana does have their uh, second and third string quarterbacks playing. They played both of them in the season finale against Texas State. Um, their main guy is out, but Houston's defense by all accounts ranks so bad. We don't really think that'll be too big of an issue. And so we're going to grab the seven points here with Louisiana. Uh, Cousin Jared, tell us more. Yeah. So what I, I was a few things on this one. Number, number one, you just mentioned the record when fading Houston. So that's been a profitable endeavor all season. Not sure why it would change now. Houston's defense is so bad that I originally saw the number of 58, which I believe is what the, the total is at right now, 58, 58 and a half. And I was thinking, oh, I want to play over this number. But then we also talked about the weather. The weather, weather could be really bad. Not sure I want to invest in a total at that point. But my reasoning, I think, still stands that Houston's defense is so bad that they can make a backup quarterback who, who played well against Texas State. Um, Houston's defense is so bad that they can make a backup quarterback look pretty good. And so I think yeah. either way this game goes, if it's low scoring, you got a touchdown in your pocket, you feel good about that. If it gets higher scoring, I think that Houston's defense is so bad that they're going to have a really tough time pulling away from Louisiana. So all of those things put together, I believe that getting seven points is a really good play, especially, again, considering fading Houston has been you know, wonderful all season. Yeah. With regards to the total, I, I think you said it kind of well. It's kind of like what other games you talked about. I had no idea what to make of it. If the weather was better, I would be going over this number in a heartbeat. I'd be it was it was higher. I'd be going over that number as well. Um, total's been dropping because of the weather, but I, I don't really feel great about going under given how bad Houston's defense yeah. is and, and how good their offense is. I don't want to take anything away from them. They do still have a good offense, right? And, and so it's just, you just don't know how the weather is going to play into that. It's it's two real competing, you know, it's not strength on strength. It's not offense versus defense, but it's strength on you would expect Houston to be in a high-scoring game versus strength of weather is going to make it low-scoring game. And I don't really know yeah. uh, which way that plays out. I do wonder if the, if the weather drops this total – at some point, maybe it drops it so far that we say the defenses are so bad there still will be enough points, and we go over depending on how much it drops. But it has to be a lot yeah. because, given how bad the weather is, I, I want to get a, I want to be very confident about the over because weather can kill any total. But again, yeah. we have seen sometimes cold weather games have a bunch of points. We saw them at yeah. the end of the last week of the regular <clears throat> season, cold weather games yeah. having sixty some odd points in them. So it, it's just it's not a guarantee, really. That that may be one where you want to look the morning of the game. What time? What time is this game? Three three p.m. Eastern. This is something you might want to check at like noon or or one p.m. before the game kicks off uh, Eastern time there, because I think somebody could watch. People could watch the Air Force and Baylor game the night before and be like, "Holy crap! This game has no chance of going over." You know, whatever the total is for for uh, Houston, Louisiana, and it could could drop like a rock at that point. And so maybe right before kickoff is the time that you'd want to say maybe look at the over. 
It's not a bad idea, especially something to keep in mind about the direction of the wind, exactly how strong the wind yeah. will be, is going to be uh, key. Yeah. The stadium there in Shreveport is a north-south stadium, so if we do end up with more north-south winds, that's not going to matter quite as much of the total. If it's strong east-west winds, though, it's still not something that I would want to go over. Right now, the winds are projected to be out of the northwest, so more of yeah. a diagonal, harder to say. And so it's one of those where yeah. just depending on exactly how things shift around, we're still about you know, four or five days out from now, if it shifts more sideways, more east-west versus more north-south, that could also affect your thoughts too. So yeah, check yeah. check the total, check the weather, that last second thing kind of before the game. You might get an edge there. For now, just not really worth an investment. But getting Louisiana plus seven makes a lot of sense. And if we do think that the weather is going to drive the total down, you have to assume that's going to drive the spread down a little bit because a lower scoring game means it's easier for Louisiana to cover. And so getting the seven earlier in the week here, probably a smarter idea before it drops to six, six and a half. All right, that takes us to Friday night, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. One of, you got to be one of your favorite named bowls, the Gasparilla Bowl in Tampa. Um, yeah. Every year, all the jokes about what a Gasparilla is, obviously, uh, you know, Twitter is like kind of like a, a dumpster fire, obviously, but there are so many good <laughs> things about it. And one of them is all yeah. the Gasparilla jokes that are surely going to come to us a Friday night. The sun will yeah. be down by the time this game starts, and it's going to be a little chilly in Tampa. We're talking about temperatures dropping in into the 40s for this one so not just to guarantee that the weather is nice that's kind of why we're off the total on this one as well better weather kind of sets up to be one thing colder weather it's harder really to say you do have strength on strength wake forest good offense missouri pretty good defense you have weakness on weakness wake forest no defense missouri not a really good offense yeah. um with regards to uh who is playing not really anything too key missouri is um out one receiver, they are out a couple of defenders, um, but this number has moved towards Missouri. So that kind of tells me that as that news has come out, people are confident in the depth that Missouri has and or uh, that was already priced into the opening number. I I'm not really sure, but the, the number opening Wake Forest minus three and now it's at Wake Forest minus one. Those decisions haven't really affected the spread. And that means a lot because you've seen these decisions affect all the other spreads. We've already talked about a lot of them like that Oregon State, Florida yep. situation. So the fact that it's not, had it been Wake Forest minus three and then got out to four or five, now you're thinking, oh, those were some key guys that are making those decisions. But as it is, um, that's that's not what we've seen. Sideline says this should be Wake Forest minus 1.2. So Sideline says it's priced pretty well. Um, we're going to take the one with Missouri uh, Cousin Jared, before I turn it over to you, I, I think I'm going to give you the real quick and simple pitch on this one, and it's mediocre SEC team, mediocre ACC team. Don't overthink it. Sure. You took the words right out of my mouth. I, I don't have much to add to it uh, outside of that. Uh, you know, you mentioned the weather. Definitely the the over is something I would be eyeing, especially if this dropped down to like, I don't know. 59, maybe 58, something like that. Uh, obviously, the closer we get, want to double check the, the weather on that one. I do think this one would probably be a little more high scoring, but just with what we know uh, about the weather right now, I, I think that just 61 is a little too many points. So uh, I think your analysis is spot on why I would go with Missouri here, but maybe check back as we get closer to game time and you know see what the weather's like. And then if the totals dropped a little bit, you could talk me into the over in this one as well. Yeah, Wake really struggling down the stretch. They lost that Louisville game, and that game got 
all sorts of weird with all the turnovers, but you can't take yeah. those turnovers away. Now you can say those turnovers probably all shouldn't have happened in the same quarter, right? Yeah. But yeah. maybe they should have been scattered throughout the season a little bit differently, but you can't completely take all this away. They lost to NC State, who at that point of the season, still a good defense, but no offense, kind of like this Missouri team. Uh, they lost to North Carolina at home, a North Carolina team that also done the stretch faded. So that yeah. loss looked decent at the time, but at, given what North Carolina did after that, less so, yeah. uh, barely beat Syracuse, gave up 35 points to a Syracuse team that crumbling down the stretch and yeah. then lost to Duke. No, no, you know, not that bad. We've been on Duke all season, but again, this Duke team kind of like this Missouri team um, with regards to overall talent level. So uh, just seeing the last half of the season from Wake Forest doesn't really inspire any confidence to say they can do anything. against Missouri. I, I think the, the last thing I want to say on this is Missouri's not a, a sexy team to back for, for sure. Um, I just think a lot of that is relative to all the other really good football teams in the SEC. And to be fair, all the other good teams that they're near location-wise in the Big Ten and in the Big 12, they're kind of mm -hmm. sandwiched between a bunch of good football teams in the conference and geography, and obviously a bunch of not as good teams as well. But they're they're not as good as Kansas State. They're not as sexy as Kansas. They're yeah. not as good at, you know, as you know, Purdue, right? You talk about that. You're not as good as yeah. a bunch of teams in the SEC, right? But the ACC is really bad. And I think that if you overthink this, you're thinking about, oh, Missouri's not that good. Missouri's not that good relative to a lot of things. Relative to yeah. the ACC, they're probably not any different than a lot of these ACC teams. So yep. uh, I think Missouri makes a lot of sense here to back. We're going to grab the plus one there. Uh, money line's about minus 105 right now. Those are probably pretty comparable picks. Uh, I asked, yeah. I, I, I gave it to Cousin Jared. I said, hey, Cousin Jared, do you want to take the minus 105? Do you want to take the plus one? And you told me to take the plus one. So yeah. That's what we're doing on the official. Picks. If, if yeah, if this crossed, I, I don't know why it would, but if this crossed over into plus territory, like you know, plus one hundred one, plus one hundred two, something like that, uh, I would I would be on the money line at, at that point. If it, I, I have no idea what this would get to plus one hundred five, that would be like great if I can get plus one hundred five in Missouri. Uh, but if it's just minus one hundred three on the money line, I, I'd rather just take the point. Yeah, you never really know in some of these bowl games if somebody decides to go for too late, uh, especially yeah. Wake Forest with their offense could easily decide. Our defense is terrible. We scored late to tie it up. Don't kick the extra point. Let's go for two. Yep. Let's try to win it. And at that point, if they miss, either way, we're good. If they get it, yep. at least we've got the push with Missouri. So that's kind of maybe yep. some thinking there about grabbing the plus one. Two Saturday, only one Saturday game here. This is Christmas Eve. So this is the Hawaii Bowl, Middle Tennessee, and San Diego State. San Diego State is a seven-point favorite. Um I, I kind of can't see why they're a seven-point favorite. San Diego State last year was a pretty good team. But this year, not really. I mean, they were okay, and they, they had some stretches. Yeah. Uh, still a solid defense, but uh, Southern ranks them 78th, and Middle Tennessee, obviously not good either, but ranks them 96th. The difference between the 78th-ranked team and the 96th-ranked team I don't see how that's a full touchdown. Sideline says it should be 4.3. You've got a pair of seven and five teams, and, and I'm willing to, to give that San Diego State's a little bit better, but I don't really think they're a lot better. We're going to grab the seven with Middle Tennessee out on the island. Cousin uh, Jared, what else you got for us? You're never, I'm never going to pass up taking a, a touchdown in a spot like this. Of all the bowl games that are played every year, no game has as many distractions as this game because who's really going out there to play this game? It's not really about that at all. It's just about being in Hawaii and, oh, yeah, I'm going to play a football <laughs> game while yeah. I'm out here. So I think the variance is high here. I think getting a touchdown is great. I'm sure that you will mention this at some point, but hey, if you wanted to put a little bit of money on the Middle Tennessee State money line here, probably not a bad idea either. This feels like one of those games where one team doesn't show up 
every yeah. almost every year it, it seems yeah. and so who knows it feels like 50 50 it's going to be uh you know san diego state so but anyway i'm not going to pass up getting a touchdown like you said seven points seems like too many for these two teams san diego state has looked great at times but they've also looked atrocious at their time at times yeah. their offense has looked terrible and then it looked great and it looked terrible again um so yeah and, and same with middle tennessee state which is again they're both bad. Why, why is it a seven point spread? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So put the seven points in your back pocket. If you wanted to split your, your bets up a little bit here and do like 80% on uh, taking the seven points and then like 20% of the money line, I don't think that's the craziest thing either. Yeah, I would definitely endorse that as well. And uh, I, I love the tradition of playing the Christmas Eve game. It's a game that's routinely on my television on Christmas Eve, you know, despite family happenings. And it's great because one out of every three years or so, it's a close game and it's, we're going to watch some football tonight. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's an interesting one. And about two out of every three years by the half, you can turn it off and just focus on the family and say, you know what? Football yeah. game's garbage. Moving yeah. on with life, right? And it, it, yeah. More times than not, that's the way it goes. Like you said, one team doesn't show up. So who knows which one it'll be. And if it is one of those close games, you'll want the seven. And given we don't know which one might not show up, um, eh, the plus odds on, on the money line makes a lot of sense. So definitely the way I'd recommend playing that one. Again, Tendo State, probably the better team, but not by seven points worth, which yeah. will take us to the day after Christmas. We're going to wrap up with the Monday game, just like we did for this last one, cover the Monday afternoon game on this episode. And then we will leave the Tuesday and on games for the next episode. Um, the coup de grace of bowl season, New Mexico State, first bowl game in, I don't know, ever, uh, it seems like. And yeah. Bowling Green, first bowl game in quite a long time as well. Bowling Green is a three and a half point favorite. Uh, this one will be up in Ford Field in Detroit. Diego Pavia for New Mexico State uh, got Heisman votes. Uh, first New Mexico State player ever to do that. Uh, I mean, just let that sink in. <laughs> Has entered the transfer portal and was banged up, but as of last report a couple days ago, was already up to 90%, expects to be 100% by game time, and expects to play one of the rare situations where his name technically is in the transfer portal, but he's going to play. I don't know. Don't know the guy. Haven't tweeted at him. Also, please don't tweet at athletes. Yeah. Just Especially kids. There's just no reason to do that. So I have no idea what his thinking is. I don't know if it's a... If I play, you know, if he wants to play well so that he can get a better offer yeah. to move up, if he's just doing it to keep his op options open, I have no idea. But from all accounts, he has said he is planning on playing after his name was put in the transfer portal. So uh, we know that's a thing, but we do expect him to play. He's obviously been a huge difference maker for this New Mexico State team, which has been a great story. Um, Cousin Jared, we're going to take the three and a half points in a game that sideline says uh, should be Bowling Green minus, uh, should be New Mexico State minus one. You've got the 119th ranked team. I feel like I buried the lead here. You've got the 119th ranked team in New Mexico State and the 122nd ranked team in Bowling Green, according to sideline. Bad football. What, Bad other, football. what other sport could have two terrible teams? Uh, participate in their postseason except college this football. would this would be the equivalent of like green bay and alcorn state playing in the opening round of march madness it would be like well i'm gonna watch it but yeah. why are we here right like yeah. the opening round games are rough but they're not this bad right yeah this is, yeah uh the joys of college football uh because yeah. we're gonna take three and a half with new mexico state the model loves this pick tell yeah. us also why we're on this well, uh, first of all, I have to say thank you to to uh, what what bowl did we say this was the one in Detroit? Uh, uh, the Quick Lane Bowl. Quick Lane Bowl. I want to say thank you to the Quick Lane Bowl for giving our our friends in Canada something to to watch on Boxing Day uh, because yeah. I, I know that they're going to be real excited and to soccer. watch this New Mexico State Bowling Green. Pr Premier League Premier League's back on Boxing Day. Okay, well, 
there you go. Um, the other thing I would say is this game. Canada's, Canada's a soccer country now that they've made the World Cup. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, I think they still dabble in hockey last time I checked. Um, I, I, I think that what I would describe this game as is like a solar eclipse. And it's one of those things that like when it passes by, you've just got to go out and look at it. And I've got the chance to take three and a half points and back New Mexico state in a bowl game for the first time. in I don't know. I feel like they made a bowl game in like 2014 or 2015 or something like that. But before that, and, and I don't know how many years. So it's just like with the solar eclipse, I'm going to go out and I'm going to watch the eclipse. I'm going to take my monies and I'm going to back New Mexico State at plus three and a half, just because this is one of those things you want to be able to tell your grandchildren about that I was there and I was able to back New Mexico State in the Quick Lane Bowl in December of 2022. Yes, uh, New Mexico State made a bowl game in 2017. They made the Arizona Bowl. I believe that was one of those games that was like only streamed online, which is probably why it escaped mm. my memory yeah. uh, from happening. But before that, the previous bowl game was 1960. So there are yeah, probably right. some people watching this who were alive in 1960. There probably weren't a ton of people around who vividly remember that. I feel like most people watching yeah. this were probably kids. Maybe yeah. you remember it, but, but it probably wasn't on TV. Um, and you probably didn't care about New Mexico State. So I, 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 there might be a couple of people watch this, but otherwise, yeah. It's not like today. Like today, I, I do feel like there are nine-year-old kids who who might remember something, you know, fifty years from now, what, yeah. whatever, because all the games are on TV. And we're talking about. I don't feel like those were the times. You know, I guess it was over sixty years ago. Now, <laughs> now yeah. there's probably not a lot of people who vividly remember this game happening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if anybody is wondering why I participate in this show, it's because I can tell you within two or three years the last time that New Mexico State had a bowl yeah. off yeah. the top of my head. So there I am a go. sick individual. Yeah, I mean, it just uh, quick, some, some quick math here. The, the, the kids playing in that game, let's say they were 18 years old in 1960, would have been born in 1942. So the people playing in that game mm. are 80 years old right now. So again, wow. some of them, uh, if you're watching the show, uh, I'm sure yeah. you're happy. Uh, thanks for watching. Uh, yeah. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're pulling for, for your alma mater yeah. <laughs> because we're going to back them with the three and a half points. But yeah. uh, again, qu quite an occurrence. And Bowling Green, again, having a long drought as well. So I don't want to yeah. take anything away from that. They're going to be motivated as well. It's not about motivation. Both teams will show up excited and ready to play. Um, it's just, you know, if this was two and a half, I don't, I don't know what to do with that, right? That's a little bit tougher yeah. situation. But north of three, yeah. I think this is kind of a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, and kind of like a broken record, maybe dabble in the money line because some of these games are just really hard to predict. The teams are relatively close to each other. Yeah. Taking the plus odds makes a lot of sense. Again, we're assuming that Pavia is going to play. That's by all accounts. It's, what, again, what he has said since entering the transfer portal. And for some reason, that changed at the last minute. That really affects this. But I feel fairly confident. Remember everything I've heard, he's going to actually play in this game, and that means the yep. world to New Mexico State. So getting the three and a half there is a pick that we're going to make to wrap up this set of bowl games. Again, that's through December 26th through Boxing Day, and then we'll come back a week from now with the bowl games from the 27th all the way through New Year's Eve. That one will be a little bit longer uh, than this one because we'll have a whole lot more games to cover. But other than that, uh, Cousin Jared, any parting words? Enjoy the, the last bit of college football that, that we have because it's quickly coming to an end. So no matter how bad the games may be, keep track of them. Enjoy it while we have it. Yep, absolutely. And uh, to, to follow up on the inside joke about Christmas movies, if you're interested in Cousin Jared's Christmas movie recommendation, uh, yeah. join us on Discord and uh, we'll... Uh, he can talk all day about Hallmark Christmas movies, apparently, if that's something that you need information about. Yeah, if, if you are so inclined and, and want me to rant, uh, just pose the question and I'll throw some stuff out there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I guess the, the biggest question that everyone asks, right, is Die Hard a Christmas movie. I, I feel like that's the one this time of year that everybody 
ask is yes or no is Die Hard a Christmas movie? So I, I guess what's your, what's your answer to that? I, I lean towards no, but you know, I, I understand that I'm often in mixed company and people have differing opinions on that. So I like to address it. I will discuss it in the context of Christmas movies, mm. but I am not necessarily a believer that it is a mm. Christmas movie. Uh, a man of the people there, always trying to to, to yeah. bridge to bridge the divisions among us. I, yes. I, I will I will say in in I, I kind of agree with you. In in my mind, a Christmas movie is Christmas is the centerpiece of the movie, mm-hmm. um, rather than just a like it's something that happened around Christmas and or that a key part of the movie happened only because it was Christmas and you can't sub in another holiday. So I tend to say Die Hard's not a Christmas movie because yeah. the holiday party that it was around could have easily been a 4th of July party. And I think the plot plays out basically the same. But again, if you want to view it as yeah. a Christmas movie, I, I want to bring joy to this time of year and enjoy your yeah. Christmas movie. And I, I'm, I'm, per- I'm perfectly happy. Well, I'm glad you went down this road because I want to talk about Holiday. Holiday is a great movie. You need you need to stream it. It's a wonderful movie. I watched it with my wife who are, she and I have very different senses of humor. We both enjoy this movie but it starts in at christmas and goes through all of the holidays the rest of the year and also ends at christmas so i believe Mm. that it is a christmas movie because it both begins and ends Mm. at christmas it starts it Mm. starts there kind of everything resolves at christmas and so it covers all the other holidays but it begins and ends at christmas and so to Mm. me it's a christmas movie anyway that's my recommend recommendation for this holiday season is holiday there you go. I've never even heard of it. So uh, you, you come for the college football picks and you end up with uh, a movie recommendation that, that you yeah. and, and, a, and a friend or a significant other or a special person in your life can can yeah. enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all we've got. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports fitting content we brought on this channel. Jump right into your feed. We'll be back again all week with more college basketball betting content. And again, seven days from now with more college football bowl game content until we see you again as always best of luck and remember you can eat your betting money but please don't bet your eating money 